calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. This week I'm joined by Del Driver. Hello. And Alicia Judge. Hello. Speaking of judges, oh. last night was the Game Awards. <laughs> nice. Yes, nice. I enjoyed right. that. That was really well That's done. Pretty slick. That was really slick. All right. Don't point it out. The whole. You anyway. pointed it out. You were fishing for compliments for that. I made it up on the spot. It literally happened. It <laughs> there was head, this like kind of fl- this light in your eye as you realised the segue just <laughs> came. A twinkle. It would, um, it would have been cooler if you just let it ride, though. You just carried on. Is that a play on words with driver? Not in no. any way, yeah. shape right. or form. Anyway, it was the Game Awards yesterday. <laughs> yes. Which happened in LA. For some reason, I didn't think they were until Sunday. I don't oh. know. You always used to be on a Sunday. You're getting it mixed up with PSX and stuff as well. I never so... get my events mixed up. Did you guys catch up on any of the stuff? We'll talk about the big trailers that yeah. came out, but let's talk about the winners. Did, did you see the list? Uh, of... I just read the list, and as for like the trailers, I just watched more on the train this morning. So Fair enough. I mean, That's my knowledge. Yeah, like there was, I think it's a really interesting indicator of some of the games that we're going to see on the Game of the Year lists and stuff. It's kind of that bellwether for it. I thought it was really interesting that Game of the Year was Overwatch. I feel like that's probably going to like top pretty much. I was going to say, it's not interesting, it's correct. It's correct. (laughs) Well, because I've been thinking a lot about this. Obviously, listeners of this podcast will know that we play a lot of Overwatch. Do we? Um, It's never came up before. No, no. But I wonder if we live in a little bubble and that, you know, we're fortunate in that we get to play together mm. as a team. I think if I was going into that game as a lone wolf every night, I'd probably get bored and would have moved on to something oh, else. Oh, absolutely. Potentially. But so I, I wonder if it's a kind of, it's the sort of the games industry's darling, and obviously it's, it's yeah. proved popular, um, but it's perhaps not as significant as we think. Maybe. We do live in the I'm, games you're industry. You're going to spit in my face after we've missed this podcast <laughs> for, for dissing Oval. Joe was here. How dare No, I, I just, uh, I think, yeah, it's hard to see out of that bubble sometimes, especially in your your Twitter sphere, so to speak, where you've got all of exactly. the journalists like and stuff, and yes. everybody's mm. talking about that. And yeah, when I think of, when I try and think of a casual game, I think of my brother who only plays Uncharted and Tomb Raider, and that's about it. Yeah. And he's never even heard of Overwatch. Yeah. So yeah, there is an element of that. But I suppose at the end of the day, you have to make your opinion based on all the information that you have. Mm. And to me, yeah. that is the game that has had the most traction all year, it's kept mm. the most interest. People still hot with it, still play it to this yeah. day. And I think as well, what I really like about Overwatch and why I'm glad it's being celebrated is because I love how it's brought something new to the multiplayer kind of MOBA genre in terms of making, I'm really excited to play support characters, which I've never had yeah, before yeah. Overwatch. That like, you know, it's really interesting in terms of tactics and swapping and like having different characters with different abilities that are so completely like it's not just a case of oh you've got a different gun it's like you have a completely different role within the team and I think that in terms of game design is something that Overwatch has done really interestingly this year I experimented a lot more in the early days and now I've just got my my (laughs) your three to four characters that thing of all who do you main as who do I attack as I don't don't support (laughs) I don't do much else Uh, do you think somebody could come into Overwatch now though that's my concern with it like I was thinking about um, recommending to a few people for Christmas and then I was thinking they'd come in and be just annihilated immediately I think, sure I think 
you could, but you just have to do it. You know, when we went in, we didn't really do the tutorials. We just jumped straight in because everyone was on the same level. Um, I think I did the, the tutorials. Oh, so. no. And also, <laughs> see, I played a bunch of AI stuff um, for the same reason. Like, I would join a game, get annihilated, and I thought, this is not fun. Yeah. Mm. And the AI is a really weird, like, medium level difficulty mm. is so easy. Like, you literally sit outside their spawn zone, then come out as one big group, you kill them, team kill, dance and repeat. And hard... It's way, way harder. It's like there's nothing in between. And maybe that's an indication of my skill. Yeah. But it was just like, oh my God, hard's really hard. Medium is just super You're like Goldilocks, but with Overwatch. I don't know what that means. Like the porridge is too hot. Oh, right. Okay. The bed is too hot. Stretch of a reference. Absolutely is not. It's Goldilocks with a machine gun saying, oh, the little thing is too hard. Now it's just right. No, but no. it wasn't just right. Cool. You have point. children, you me... Alex. You should know this. I, I know the story of Goldilocks. I don't know what you're talking about. Alessia, <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to edit that bit out of the podcast, right? Oh, yeah. Thank yeah. you so much. No worries, thank no you worries. so much, You've got my back. Cheers, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Probably save face a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so the overall one, it was uh, Overwatch. So that one, Game of the Year. It also won uh, Best Multiplayer Game, which obviously I completely agree with. Um, Blizzard got Best Game Direction. I'm not really yeah. sure kind of what that means. Isn't that the same as Game of the Year? To a degree, I guess. I don't really know. It's like, well done, you made the game of the year, so you have the best direction. But it's not best developer or best studio. Yeah, so it's like saying mm. this game was directed well, so it's basically best game director. Well, I sure. guess the difference between, you know, in the Oscars, you have best director and you have best film. I yeah. guess they're looking at it down that avenue of it's not Maybe. necessarily... Yeah, I suppose. And also, unsurprisingly, best esports game. Ovs. Yeah, um, they my, cleaned up. My favourite award was Trending Gamer, Boogie. Two nine eight eight one that. Oh, Boogie two nine eight eight. Oh yeah, him. Good old Boogie. Yeah, yeah. Always trending. <laughs> Always gaming. <laughs> um, other stuff. Doom won a couple. Uh, best music and sound design. Still haven't played Doom, and I've got it on my Christmas list. Someone has got their phone on. Christmas <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, I've got it on my Christmas list, so I'm excited to play. Best Doom. action game. So that's yeah. a good start. I'm in. I want to play it. Um, I'm really excited that Inside won Best Independent Game. I'm glad that hmm. Inside made it onto a list. I know you weren't a massive fan of it, Dale. No, I just think it was cool. I enjoyed it. Mm. Uh, but a week later, I never gave it a second thought. You forgot about it. Whereas you were deep into the mysteries and the, yeah. the symbolism and etc. I and loved I, it. Yes, but... I can tell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, just yes. I just never read it like you read it. I just enjoyed the game for what it was and then sort of moved on. I didn't think the ending was that great to be honest yeah, which is absolutely fair I absolutely thought the ending fair. was a big part of shit <laughs> <laughs> big ball but, of shit but what I did <laughs> like about it is that like the sort of like uh, anxiety it um, gave you from the dogs chasing yeah that was so like, cool from mm. such a simple yeah. setup is that you know it did so much with so little compared to other games that are sort of yeah. bigger bolder and uh, more extravagant and that's what I loved about that game that's the thing that mm. that stuck with me but yeah, its mechanics end. were so cool and it's like mm. its ability to teach you the game without teaching you the game as well I thought yeah. was, was yeah. really good I and really I really liked the procedural animation element of it yes How, totally like yeah. it was the, some of the best that I've seen in a game for like something that was just a side scrolling you know keep going right until the game says stop but the way that the boy would react to things or trip and that procedural animation within it was yeah. just gorgeous the timings were incredible as well like there was that it was that designed one bit. Yeah, perfectly absolutely yeah if anything that should win game direction probably yeah. Yeah. but uh, the bit when you've got to climb over the chain link fence and the dogs are chasing <gasps> you yes. and you've just got to juggle that getting one yeah. side to the other and every time you're only seconds away from getting the, it's like, literally you're not yeah. sure if you're going to make it or not every absolutely. time yeah. and the girl and in the water as well the girl in the water was genuine I had goosebumps That's while terrifying. playing like genuinely Horrendous. really yeah. scary yeah. <laughs> and then there was that bit where you had to get a secret and you had to like go back into the water and back at her oh it was insane uh, we actually we did a like a spoiler cast on Inside. Mm. People are interested in delving into it. Alicia suggests some crazy theories. Uh, correct theories, <laughs> I believe, is the adjective you were looking for. Wasn't it one of them like the game was a metaphor for cancer or something? Oh no, that wasn't my theory. That was something that I read on Reddit. <laughs> right. But like thought we were, you know, we were discussing theories and stuff, and someone had decided. But you indulged the theory. I mean. I, do, I think that, well, now we're getting into territory of like, is speaking aloud endorsing? Yeah. I gave air to the theory, but I don't agree with it. Look at Alex's face. Alex <laughs> like, what? Uh, other interesting stuff. Best performance, Nolan North for Nathan Drake in Uncharted 4. I'm not sure about Wait, that. what was the award? The best performance of Nolan North? Yeah. <laughs> no, but that... It, it, 
Have you met Nolan North? No, I haven't. Have you I met Nolan North? Yes. Oh, He's Nathan it. Drake. <laughs> <laughs> You're the best at being yourself. Great. I want to win an award for being me. I think I'd be quite good at being me. I would play a game with you hanging off a side of a temple, leaping through the undergrowth. I think that would yeah, be amazing. I'm very suited to that. I can just <laughs> imagine a game of you being whacked in the face by branches trying to like I mean, go through. A game where I'm just whacked in the face. That's mm. probably like a boxing game where I'm just... <laughs> Punishment. What, what do you think about uh, best mobile game being Pokemon Go or handheld as well, mobile slash handheld? Well, I, think, I, mm. I see. I don't know where obviously Pokemon Sun and Moon fits into this. I'm guessing yeah. that the kind of award uh, criteria that game came out afterwards. I would yeah, assume. I think they had a cut off point of a, at like, least a few weeks ago. Because it also won a best family game. Mm. And again, what's the definition of a family game? Is that just a game that can be enjoyed by yeah. everyone, or is it a game that can be enjoyed? by families at the same time. Mm. My critique Maybe is... I'm reading way too much into No, this. no, I think it's completely fair. My critique is Pokemon Go was... Um, what's it, it, it was a big thing, right? It was a, yeah. a big event like that happened. But was the game any good? I don't know. Oh, that no, it, I don't know that it really wasn't. was. It absolutely yeah. wasn't. When you... But like, it's very... Uh, it doesn't happen very often when you get phenomenon. phenomenon. That's the word I was looking for. Phenomenon. Of that scale. Yeah. Where literally... Everyone is playing well, it. Well, when you're your mom, my mum's asking me what Pokemon Go is, yeah. you know, yeah, absolutely. But I can't even remember the last time that happened. So I think purely for that, it deserves recognition. But, yeah. but I don't think that that's, I don't think that's out of the strength of the game. I think that's because mobiles as a device are completely ubiquitous. Everyone has one, and mm. it was a free-to-play game that anyone could download. Yeah. And it was based on one of the most famous gaming IPs that are like yeah. full of nostalgia. And I think it was just a perfect storm of ingredients of saying, this is available for everyone. This is really famous. And everyone kind of picked up on it. And yeah. there was the media snowball around. And it I don't think it was because fun. it was a... It was still fun. Like was, going, there was that, you know, I've never played a Pokemon game mm. before or since. Yeah. Same. And like, I was still wanted to find, you know, when you saw a shadow or something nearby, I wanted to find that. And I'm not saying it's doing anything revolutionary, but as a kind of... Uh, a geocaching type like, right, yeah. what was the game that uh, Fable 2 or Fable 3 they did a game that came out I think it was called Kingmaker or something and it was kind okay. of like a similar idea but you go around and you collect gold and then when the full game two or Fable 2 or 3 came out mm -hmm. you could use all that gold in the game and it was similar to that obviously not to the same scale but it was like doing something clever with uh, a device mm. yeah. and you know you're more into your mobile games than I am so I'm sure that people have, do, have done this kind of Shit already, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's but it, it was just like as you say, it was a perfect storm, and it just kind of worked. Yeah, well, it didn't a lot of the time. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. I think that was my issue with it. That I loved the ideas behind it. I loved the idea of using augmented reality in a mobile game, and of kind of making Pokemon come into real life. Yeah. Quotation marks. Like, I thought that was really cool, and I agree. When I first downloaded it, I was like, oh my gosh, there's like yeah. there's a Weedle around the corner, run! And like I was catching Ghastlies in the office and lining up with people's heads so it looked like people had ghastly <laughs> yeah. for skulls all those stuff. pictures I got it was that, really yeah. really fun and I, I did enjoy that and I enjoyed the fact that as you know an office we'd go out on lunch mm. breaks and like we'd go Pokemon hunting that was really fun but fundamentally as a game it was broken yeah. it like massive massive aspects of it like the shadows that you mentioned yeah. were really flawed in the yeah. footprint system the battle um, system was just battle tap the screen. system was just, terrible as long as you had the numbers just tap mm. in the screen and you can win yeah. But I think that's probably what made it appealing to such a... If it was yeah. any more complex than that, it wouldn't have had the same pickup. I imagine the battle system, a lot of casual people probably didn't even get to that stage anyway. It yeah. was just purely catching the Pokemon. Because yeah. Yeah. Like, I didn't play many battles on it at all, really. Um, I don't know, it's just... Well, like the uh, AR mode, for example, like how cool was that? Everyone had that on for about a week and then yeah. everyone turned, turned it off because they realised that it broke the game, which a fundamental part of it you're mm. turning off because you realise it doesn't work as well with it is a really big flaw. But I don't, I must, must admit, I disagree. Ah. Um, I thought, it, why, why, don't, why didn't it work? It didn't work because when, when you're walking around and the whole point of a game is to catch as many Pokemon as you can. Yeah. And the fundamental mechanic that directs you to where those Pokemon are is broken. So essentially, you're just stumbling around. But you're talking about two things here. You're talking about like actually finding one, i.e. The, the sort of footprint thing that says that you're... Yeah. 
I, sorry, I was talking about the AR part of Oh, that. I see. Okay. No, the AR thing was broken because um, generally when you tried to catch the Pokemon and you were seeing it on the pavement or something, yeah. uh, sometimes the Pokemon wouldn't be in front of it. It would disappear from the screen. Did you ever get Did, that? I didn't think it was broken. Oh, I, I just thought it just made the game more socially awkward for me. Like if I wanted to play in certain situations, I didn't want to be pointing the camera. I realized I could turn AR off and just have my phone as yes. if normal. Uh, and also it screwed the battery. Well, yeah, that's the thing. That was the other thing I was going to write. I don't think that's train. like you, we shouldn't criticize the game developers for trying to do something. Basically, the hardware is not there yet. No, and I, I mean I I agree and I disagree with that. I think if it had been any other platform, like mobile as a platform, is probably the most brutal out of mm. PC console everything because people have no patience. There are so many thousands of games released onto the mobile app stores every day. If you have a broken game, that's normally you're dead in the water. Like yeah. it's got to be perfect instant load times. Niantic created this game that, you know, you'd wait like maybe 15, 20 seconds for it to load at yeah. some points just to even get into it. And I just feel like they're being protected very much by the nostalgia elements and well, for the course. fact that it's like people Pokemon. Will do it because it's but they Pokemon. should be held to the same standards that we hold the rest of the mobile games development community. But but again, I I think there's two points there. Like who should be holding them accountable? The Just, players. But like if that's their decision though, right? Like if it's a Pokemon, so you know that you're getting something that you're already interested in. It's going to be special mm. because it's something that you love or, you know, at least I was aware of. And so, you know, I kind of gave it probably more leniency than I would a brand new game that I was coming Absolutely, into. Absolutely, because that is the nostalgia element coming yeah. through. And so I don't think, I, I, I don't think it's double standards. I just think it's like, for me, if I was waiting for a Star Wars film mm. versus something else, I'd probably be like, do you know what? I can wait a little bit longer if I know it's yeah. going to be what I want to watch. Well, that's the thing. I think if they'd have waited a little bit longer before releasing it and yeah. had waited and polished it, I would have absolutely no issues with it. But that, but then that's probably where it is now, though, right? I've not. I have to admit, I've not well, been back it, and, not and played. I, I, I saw someone it. playing it on the train the other day. I was like, oh my god, I've not seen huh. that for a while. I turned on a few weeks ago because there was an update, and it does. It's very much like more of a polished article now. Exactly. Yeah. It's essentially still the same game. Mm -hmm. I just uh, and it's also no different from what they've done with Watch Dogs Two. They released that, and the multiplayer is completely yeah. broken for over a week. I mean, and every, that is a fifty quid game. Every Bethesda game. I'm not game. saying it's that's right. No, I'm just saying it's yeah. it's you know. It happens. That's a fair point. They're like, Watch Dogs, you fork out 50 quid. Yeah. Pokemon Go was free to play at the end of the yeah. day. Like, yeah. it cost you nothing. You have to look yeah. at every Bethesda game that they release. It's all people, you know, they, they give it a certain allowance because you know there's going to be bugs, it's going to be broken. Yeah, Bethesda but have got a... Um, I don't know, what, Dishonored was okay, wasn't it? Uh, I'm just more thinking of the Skyrims and the Fallouts. And the Fallouts, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. So like, for example, I'm playing the Skyrim Remastered. The Remastered, so a game that came out five years ago, and I still suffered a major glitch the other day where it locked me into third person and I couldn't get out of third person mode. Right. Oh, really? And then I had to I had to do this really long winded way of turning myself into the werewolf, turning back out, then reapplying my magic shout, and then I could finally turn <laughs> back out. It was crazy, and that game's five years old. And like, <laughs> but I love that game so much that you just let it go. You know, you don't. Worry. I made a joke out of it in the end, and I just tweeted about it instead. But nice. It's, it does happen with other games as well. It's not just yeah, you're forgiving games. of the games that you <coughs> love. In, yeah. You know, like an old friend. Yeah. You pat it on the head and you forgive it. Hmm. And forget it. Yeah. And forget <laughs> it immediately never play it again. Um, the other kind of winner, I guess, for most anticipated game, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. And they showed, oh. uh, well, they mm. showed a new teaser mm -hmm. and then the most awkward uh, let's play between two middle-aged men. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Playing on the Nintendo Switch, which was... No, they weren't. Yeah, was I a, thought they were. It was were. a Wii game. It was a Wii U. Oh, yeah, damn it. I thought it was a Switch. No, no, no. I did not watch that properly. No. You didn't miss much. It was four minutes of the most awkward kind of banter between two of the Nintendo Treehouse did you, people. I've spoke about this before and I got some stick when I said it about it, but did you think it was, with Zelda, they say these things and they're like, oh, on this one, oh, now Link can eat some food and he recovers his health. And I was like, brilliant. Every other game's been doing that for 10 years. But if for some reason it's yeah. Zelda, people hype it up. I, don't I think going back to the point on Pokemon is that people have got such a... Attachment to the franchise. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, I, and I'm the same. And I... I must admit, like, I'm starting to get a little bit like, right, I want something fresh from Zelda. Yeah. Because I still think, you know, from uh, Wind Waker and 
What's the really famous one? That Ocarina of Time. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I forgot what it was called. Yeah. That was the highlight and the peak, although Majora's Mask is exceptional as well. Uh, and I don't think it's quite touched that mm. since. Mm. So I'm hoping for special things on this. But I know, like, even at E3, when they were kind of talking to us and it's like, oh, you can do this. It's like, wow. I've been doing that in every game. You can chop grass. You can eat a carrot. <laughs> There's lots of nice food in yeah, his that, backpack. That Let's Play was such a weird idea. Like, why did they do that? I but, thought they would have been better off just showing some so new like, gameplay. So, like, for anyone who's not seen it, the, yeah. the general idea of, of the gameplay that we saw was a quest uh, where you, that you get off a minstrel that uh, you're going to find a shrine. I'll be honest. I came yeah. away from it going, like, I don't really see what the point of that video yeah. was. Yeah. Or it wasn't a complete mission. I th- it showed you getting to the start of a mission. It was, like, it was all jump cuts, right? It was, it was and, massively and was jump cuts. There was no fluidity to it. And yeah. it was like, I'm just about to take on this. Oh, I've just forgotten about that person. Yeah. It's like they were cutting it for like how you cut a comedy Let's Play. Like, oh, the bits where the people are playing it say funny things. Yeah. They were cutting around that, but this, they're revealing the gameplay. Like, yeah. show the game. Yeah, I think, people I think see. obviously what they've done, they had a four minute segment or whatever I, was that even shown within the game awards I don't know I'm, I don't know I, I'm I've assuming that they repeat. had a four minute segment because yeah. this is what happens like speaking to show lots of developers a four minute. they start off like saying oh you've got 15 minutes to show your game which yeah. gets cut to 10 which gets cut to 5 oh you've got a minute to show your game it's like <laughs> yeah, to brutally uh, pass it. just show a boss battle or something no, like yeah, I, I think, just think it could have been a lot more mm. interesting we did yeah. see we did see some of the combat for the first time um the, there was like a parry system so when you like when you parry an enemy's attack you can then rush forward in a, in a flurry and yeah. he did a couple of those flurry rush which I th- a flurry rush is that what it's called <laughs> <laughs> like, diarrhea shit <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say well, it sounded graphic. like <laughs> some sort of McDonald's ice cream well, that's, that thing just and now combining the, the two, two different as- approaches <laughs> to life our two approaches <laughs> do you know what other game had a, a flurry rush what Mass Effect did you notice that they had like the warp mode from Final Fantasy fifteen. Ah. Did you did you watch the Mass Effect game? I though? did watch it. Yeah. So then, uh, when it was mid battle, there was bits where you were using your jetpack and you were like warping to the enemies. Right. Not see they used it quite a lot. Oh, actually, new uh, to the series. Oh, having not played a Mass Effect game, I w- couldn't have told you if that's new, old, yeah. or. Yeah. So whatever. they're very much uh, third person action. I think Gears sort of style, hiding behind cover, running yeah. to cover and stuff. Mm. Yeah. So now that was like a real new. There's a lot more mobility in the game, right. and um, yeah, it seems really interesting to me. But it just looks so much like the warping from. There was a lot, having watched that Mass Effect Andromeda gameplay, um, there was a lot that I felt they riffed off of established sci-fi games. Yeah. Like even just, you know, when you're, um, there's a bit where she's in this massive vehicle and she's going around the planet and there was a real destiny element mm. to that. Like mm. I felt like in the same way that when you're riding your sparrow and going through kind of all the different foliage and... Um, you know, there was a bit where she's scanning a room and it, it was almost exactly like the same, you know, when Ghost scans and yeah. the little lasers come yeah. out and he goes like, it was exactly like that. So there was there was some, I guess, pulls or influences from games that we've already played. But I like the idea of being the pathfinder of the fact that the whole point of the game is finding a new home for humanity yeah. and you're exploring the galaxy, looking for a place to establish. I always feel home. like Mass Effect uh, doesn't really trailer well or show well because there's a lot of... Uh, complex things in going on like the last trailer when they released that trailer I was like that was cool don't know what the hell happened in that trailer at all but I always find I've played with the games and every time I get into the game I really get invested in them and I'm a big mm. sci-fi fan but I just don't think maybe they trailer well yeah I don't know. it's tough like they tried to show as well obviously massive part of any of these games is the dialogue mechanics mm. and the option system yeah. so we got a glimpse of that of you walking in and there's a woman and you like but the, the thing is, when this, this woman asked you a question, obviously the four options came up and they just immediately kind of chose an option so you couldn't yeah. even read what yeah. options were. I was like, but oh, you could this, see it was, uh, this is like a trailer. A renegade option though, wasn't it? I think. So you choose like Paragon for... or reg, reg, Renegade options and they're like red and blue. So it's very cut and dry. I, yeah. I thought the voice acting in that bit was terrible. I can't um, say of, I noticed of, it, to be honest. Mm. Of the, whoever is the, the sort of the person Pathfinder. you're confronting. Oh, right. The, and uh, I think an English actress. Right. Well, she sounded British anyway. I thought it sounded dreadful. Go back and watch oh, it. Well, I was I'll like, check this out. oh, it just mm-hmm. sounds so stilted. Like, I don't know if they had the scene in front of them when they were delivering the dialogue or it was just they were delivering mm. the dialogue in a black room. But I was just like, it just doesn't match up. And that to me is why, you know, obviously when Noda North is doing... Um, 
Nathan Drake. It yeah. works because he's living and breathing that character. I'm not yeah. saying that he's actually climbing a temple while he's doing it. Well, you but know, it feels they go pretty close when they're when you see them actually on <laughs> yeah, the green yeah, yeah, screen yeah, yeah. in their costumes yeah. and stuff. They are. Uh, it just felt flat. Um, which, as you know, someone who doesn't play Mass Effect games, I thought, mm. yeah, I thought it looked beautiful. Mm. Yes, definitely. Uh, and in 4K, it's going to look absolutely, you know, staggering. I've just bought a 4K TV, and oh my yeah. god, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but the, I saw nothing there that made me think I'll give that a go, mm. and that's probably fine because this, I'm sure I play it for an hour. Like I hated Skyrim. So I probably shouldn't play that game. Fair enough. Everyone's entitled <laughs> to opinion. I love Skyrim. And You're I'm, entitled to your opinion. I'm yeah. entitled to the right opinion. So What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back in Skyrim. Like I dabbled into it and, I thought, and then now I, I'm probably about 20, 30 hours back in again. You've got way too much time on your hands. No, I haven't. <laughs> just, have. I just don't sleep much and my girlfriend doesn't get to see me much. That's basically how it works. Just Why focus. did you buy a house together? <laughs> you need a grown up thing to do you need someone to store my games <laughs> yeah. um, what else was shown so they gave a glimpse of the new uh, Telltale Guardians of the Galaxy literally yeah. a glimpse yeah. of a floating it was a cool opening space. with a, the, mm. the Star Wars-esque Star yeah. Destroyer but yeah, it was yeah. a tape cassette instead yeah that was really cool what song were they playing uh, it the, was Dancing in the Moonlight Dancing in the Moonlight uh, but yes. not the top loader one no. the original nice I hate top so do I. <laughs> it's bond Terrible. over hatred of Top Loader. I have no opinion on Top Loader. Do you know who Top Loader are? Do they sing Dancing in the Moonlight? They did. Speak up, by the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, was, it was kind of around, they were around the same time when Chris Evans launched TFI and they were on TFI yeah. a lot because he really liked them and they were just, I, could, I literally couldn't tell you another Top Loader song they've done there. They had Achilles Heel that was before Dancing in the Moonlight and then after that, I don't know. Right. Yeah. How does Achilles heel go? Come on, Dale. Give us a little blast. Uh, la, la, la. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I can't remember. La, 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 la. I thought like we were going to get a performance. <laughs> um, I can't remember, to be honest. I just so remember it was called Achilles heel. Anyway. You've played quite a lot of the Batman Telltale stuff. Yeah, I've played all. Have you, Alicia? I've, uh, I've played all of the Walking Dead and Game of Thrones Telltale series and part of the Minecraft series, but I've right. not played the Batman one. Uh, I've played all the three episodes that are available and the fourth one comes out in a couple of weeks or a week or so so I'll, as soon as that comes out I'll play that as Did well Did you play any of the Borderlands stuff? Uh, I played the first two episodes on that Yeah. on the back of recommendations and I posted on Twitter that I didn't think much of the first episode and I got loads of shit for it Joe so loves thought, it yeah. Yeah. yeah It's probably the most popular Telltale I don't series. get why to be honest like and I very much got a love-hate with Telltale. Like, I thought The Wolf Among Us was fantastic. Yeah. I love that one. But I see, I, I bought that and I didn't even finish the yeah, first episode. I just you didn't should, connect with it. Oh, well, yeah, I suppose if you don't connect, I'm the yeah. same, I could say you should totally play it, but yeah. some people said that to me about Telltale and Borderland and I had no drive. I did finish the second episode and then another Man, game came out. And I was no like, drive, that is a, well, yeah, yeah. a bad thing. It took my soul, that's my spirit, <laughs> and it took it away from me and I just... I just didn't connect with the game, so I just thought abandoned it really. But the Batman, I'm really enjoying it. It's um, yeah. I thought the first episode was really, really strong, and then since then, it's kind of, it's just, it's not doing anything new every episode. It's kind of the same thing every episode, but which see, is a bit I disappointing. Find that with and and again, this is me being quite ignorant, but I'm cool with that. <laughs> <laughs> I think Telltale games as a whole just feel quite samey. Yeah, yeah, I and, completely agree with you. And I wonder, like, how long can they keep doing this? Like, as long as they keep making money, I guess. Yeah. Like, who's uh, buying it? This guy. <laughs> <laughs> Batman for free. I did get Batman for free. Well, exactly. <laughs> right, right. But uh, the thing is, with they always tease new features, and Batman does have new features, and then they in they put those features in and then they never expand upon them. Right. Like they had this uh, new like uh, detective mode where you have to, you're in a room and you've got all these objects and you have to work out what happened. So you have to like say, okay, well that bullet obviously came from this hole over here. They'll right. trace and you link them all together. Yeah. Really cool idea. But every episode it's pretty simple and the same. Right. They don't expand upon it. And that part of it's a little bit That's a little bit like, um, I would say, the uh, Rocksteady games, though. It's very much like, like that. The detective mode yeah. was always underused, I feel. Mm. Like, they, mm. I'd love to have seen it or see them go a little bit further with that stuff. Yeah, I think it's, it's quite cool in VR. Considering he's supposed to be the world's greatest detective. He's yeah. doing pretty basic stuff that I could probably do. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, if you think it's basic in the Rocksteady games, it's really basic in Telltale. Right, like, okay. it's, it's like almost offensively basic like it's just well this guy's got poison around his mouth wonder what happened oh there's a poison vat over here wait a second and that's basically what it is right. so it feels like 
kind of superfluous really but yeah you would have thought for a game like that that has the ability to kind of pace itself a bit better take its time mm. that you could you know, like uh, elaborate on that stuff a little bit more rather than like Rocksteady's game people basically tune into that to fly around yeah. and be badass Batman mm-hmm. punching the crap out of people whereas that's I would say aimed a little bit more at people who, yeah. who want to kind of experiment. Well, the the good thing though about this one is, so on Telltale Games, obviously you get to take your characters on a path, you get to choose mm-hmm. what side they are. But because Batman's such a familiar character, I started the game thinking I'm going to make Batman the biggest asshole I can make yeah. him. Surely, and that part of it's really fun, like just making Batman a oh, badass. You can do that. Yeah. Oh, okay. There, there's a at the end of the first episode, I won't spoil it, but there's a decision you make where you can be pretty brutal, and I immediately made that decision. And then everyone's Alfred's castrated me for being brutal, and then I just tell him to shut up. Right. You Did can you say be... Alfred castrated you? Not legit. <laughs> <laughs> no, Alfred... not, not read that one in the game. Not literally, <laughs> figuratively. <laughs> he turns you out, basically. He has a go. He's always moaning, always nagging. Alfred. Master Bruce. Yeah. He's always having a nag, but I just always tell him to know his place, basically. Right. And that part of it's fun. It's getting to have a different experience with Batman. Sure. But what they're going to do with Guardians of the Galaxy, I have no idea. Yeah. Is that just going to be a spin off story, mm. I guess? One would imagine. Well, like obviously, the, you know, they've got all the comics to kind of base their stuff on. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know nothing about that franchise no. outside of the film. So Same, yeah. So I imagine I it'll be... they do something new. Similar to The Walking Dead, maybe, where they just... Yeah, they, they take that world and the lore of that world, but then they just mm. build new story around it, maybe. I don't know. I'm not super stoked for it, I have to say. Like, I'll, I'll see what they do, but... It's very hard to kind of uh, yeah. base it on that trailer, wasn't it? Yeah. It's like, but I'm, I'm the same, like, unless... I mean, to Telltale do something even even if it was different. the most amazing trailer, yeah, ever. Yeah. Like, I think you, it would have to be something super special to get me excited about a Telltale game. Did you game. watch the Walking Dead season three trailer thingy? No, no, didn't actually. I'm not. I'm pretty sure that was at the Games Awards as well. But I watched it this morning. Okay, so if you're not, it was launched last night. I did see something. on yeah. IGN, a very popular website about. I've games. heard of this. <laughs> Tell me more. What does it stand for? Uh, it's um, Imagine Games Network, is what it stands for. I did for. know that. <laughs> not Intergalactic Gnome Network. Yeah. What? <laughs> Intergalactic Gnome Network. It's just. Well, that'd be I N N. I K N. What? You don't spell gnome with a K. Wait, Intergalactic gnome. Gnome. Gnome, like garden gnome. Uh, yes. With yeah. a K. Yeah. No, it's no. not. What? Damn. It's with a G. It's with a G. Oh, shit. It is. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> Definitely don't cut that there. Chalk that up for a stupid moment. <laughs> <laughs> Even that, though, you were the one who got the acronym wrong to begin with. Oh, no, wait. I no, wait, you got Right, I've had a mare, I've had a mare. Let's just move on. <laughs> Have you got gnomes in your garden? <laughs> did, did you spell garden with a gnome? I don't know what it's happened there. I think, I think I was thinking of knobs. You're going to go home of course tonight. Of you, <laughs> I'm sure oh, you were. Always thinking of knobs, always on. Dreamily staring into the distance. <laughs> Do you eat kanaki for dinner? Oh, I'm really embarrassed now. You should I'm going to cut this out. No, no way. No, you are not. You no absolutely way. Listen, if Dale cuts this out, I'm going to mention it every... Probably two minutes for the rest of the They're podcast. not going to hear what you're saying now, though. Well, they, that. That's in that fine. case, the podcast would just finish. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm going to talk about it every two minutes. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I won't care. I won't care. Right, <laughs> good. Um, I guess, like, uh, moving forwards by a year, I think for the award for most ridiculous trailer, must go to Death, Stan- Death Stranding. Yeah. What the hell was going on in that trailer? I bloody loved that we don't I, know what was going uh, on. Oh, of I, course you loved it. I really straight away there. So, okay. I'm with Alicia. I loved yes. it. Yeah, you loved it. Yes. Did you not think it was just bonkers for the sake you know of bonkers? What? Like Kojima could curl off one on a little plate, and I'd go, "That's amazing." <laughs> hey, I'm a massive fan. I'm a massive fan of Kojima, but it, what is the game? I don't know. <laughs> that's the point. Like, that's the point. We don't know what the game is. Game is still. I bet you that's three, four years away. It's I hate like, that Del Toro's in it. Why? Really? Why is he in it? Why not? Why not? Why be involved in the not? game, sure, but why? Why he's is got, he acting in it? Why is he performing? Head chopped off or something? Why is he performing in it? Why is he a character? Does it matter? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It just if irritated I was Kojima, me. I just get all of my f- normal mates. Yeah. Come on, honestly. <laughs> yes. I wasn't. I wasn't watching 
uh, like a game and like sort of dispelling disbelief. I was watching. Oh look, there's Del Toro. It's just I suppose you could say the same about Mads Mikkelsen, but he's an you know traditionally an actor anyway. So, but yeah. I didn't. It didn't feel out of place. Yeah, I oh, agree. It just did to me. It was something about it was just really weird. I think to but, take it like to not look at it is. It was something I tweeted about this this morning that I really like the fact that it's a trailer that doesn't spoon feed us exactly what to expect in a game. I feel like most game trailers will kind of spoon spoon feed every element whether it's mm. oh this is exactly the gameplay mechanics this is what you're going to get from the story this yeah. is and that's what a lot of the trailers I'm that we sure saw last that night will come, but right and that now, will come I want that but right now it, it's basically a concept piece it's uh, kind of I mean Gav uh, Gav is with you Gav yes. does not like it we had a he good chat about it, it he called it a high budget student film <laughs> <laughs> something along those Did lines you see what he tweeted no so didn't. have you ever watched Spaced no. Have you ever watched Spaced? No. No, this is good. <laughs> I can't wait for the reference. So there's a bit in space where uh, David Williams is in space and he plays this character who's an artist and he, he's got this stage performance which is him like screaming random notes and uh, the guy who played Dennis Pennis, can't remember his name, yep. he's uh, running around with a vacuum cleaner going like swinging a vacuum cleaner around and then he just ends and he and then it just stops and then the audience don't know what to make of it and that's basically what this was it was just like no, pretending to be art honestly that's, no, that's really flippant as a reference that's Dale that, yeah. well Gav I, I mean yeah I just I don't know like what does that tell me what did that trailer tell me but it's, it's not supposed it's, to tell you it's anything it's just well it's a trailer interest it's, it's a kind of it's like a mood board of like what to expect I suppose so, on that element yeah it's, it's teasing you what you know this is what we've got. Like, do you want to find out more about it? Yes, I absolutely but do. From that element, I, I do, yeah. Go. So I guess it worked. Done. Whoa, Whoa. Jesus. <laughs> Audio spiked big time. <laughs> I just want to make your life difficult editing this podcast this afternoon. Oh, God, is it difficult <laughs> enough? <laughs> well, everyone's getting ready for the Christmas party. Yeah, and I've still got two videos to Oh, finish. Dale. I just oh, well. thought, like, I thought it looked like a Metal Gear game parts of it yeah. what bits I see that, I see that with the tanks like, with all the, yeah, the like it's yeah. just like it's blending kind of reality with supernatural yeah. and like the bit where Mads, Mikkelsen, Mads, Mads Mikkelsen comes it's down really felt a little bit like yeah. the what they called in five the um, uh, skulls 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 yeah, like yeah, yeah yeah like a little bit like that so yeah. supernatural yeah. soldiers I can totally see it. I did of. like the the thing that he had those sort of um, what would you call them tentacles, <laughs> tentacles yes. that connected like, to his like, his, like an like, umbilical cord connected yeah. everybody, yeah. but they're connected so, like, to his unit. Mind. Yeah, exactly. Also, yeah. like when the planes were flowing over, they had like streams. Yeah, little so, strands. You know, oh, what is know, going is on there? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's true. But there then was... also he was connected to the baby as well, wasn't he, Del Toro? Yeah. yeah. Like because their eyes moved at the same yeah. time and yeah. stuff. But so like, there's so much going on there that made me think. Well, what is happening in this world? Like all of the black stuff going down the walls, the water rising, like. What the hell is going yeah. on? And I like. And that. did you notice the um, the the baby doll that comes and floats yep. down? And is it a doll? Mickelson's. Well, we don't know. Yeah, that's I get the, the feeling that's not. It a doll. might not be, but like it had its stomach was cut in the same cross. In the first trailer, we saw um, Norman Reedus. Norman Reedus. He had like a cross-shaped scar yeah, right. on his stomach, and that baby had exactly the same scar mark. But it's a doll. Like, implication so. is that there's some sort of like that's reproduction is. Like, I don't know, you're creating a new version of yourself, having I mean, a like, child you in it. A that's the thing, we, we don't know whether to take it metaphorically yeah. or yeah. literally. Is it a literal version of reproduction in this dystopian, futuristic reality? Or is it also a metaphor for something to do with connection and connectivity? And I have absolutely no idea. Yeah. And I really like that. But that is the thing with Kojima, though. I think he has these highbrow concepts and ideas, like you mm. were just explaining then. I think a lot of the time. <laughs> They don't really work, yeah. But I still love it yes. all the all the Absolutely. same. It's like you know, like all of the trailers from Metal Gear were like, "What the hell is going on here?" With like you know, kind of snake with covered in blood, and like obviously you see it and in a game. horse on fire. So much weird stuff, yeah. like the opening of Metal Gear Five. What it's, was all that about? It's batshit. Um, and I still don't know what that was all about. <laughs> um, but, and then it just turns into a kind of but I like think, regular action game. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what's going to be the case here. But I think I think that's why it's such a breath of fresh air to have. I think the reason why we're talking about this all is because as an industry, we do tend to know what everything's about yeah, in yeah, the yeah, games yeah. when we yeah. go into them. And, you know, the whole point as an industry is us 
like identifying games and every different I don't know, aspect of it and talking about it and you have a real certainty about what it is that you're playing yeah. and Kojima is like the only person who kind of goes ah just yeah. flips there the are, table there and are so few people in that position that they have the flex flexibility and to be able to do, that. to do that and the game will still sell if Death Stranding trailer came out and it wasn't attached to Kojima what would you think of it then? Uh, I'd still be well, intrigued. I absolutely yeah. would still be intrigued. I wouldn't intrigued. be as intrigued. No. But, you know. You think, what's this Kajima, weird shit? I believe. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Fair no, enough. I, I believe in the man as well. And I'm sure yeah. the final game will be something of his standard. Yeah. Because also, like, the trailer was crazy. Yeah. Mechanically. <laughs> absolutely. He does really strong games. Yeah. Um, well, Metal Gear 4 was a bit crap. Do you know, I only played it once. It's crap. There's a whole lot yeah. of cutscenes in that game. Five was awesome, though. My my one worry with the game is something that someone um, pointed out to me on Twitter this morning. And I think it's a really fair point that at the end of the day, we are probably four years, you know, like an entire US presidential term away from seeing Absolutely. this game in real Especially life. Especially when he's not on someone else's clock. Yeah. He's going to take his sweet exactly. time with this game. And like, you know, like he only really just decided the engine that he was building his game on for the last yeah. year we've been reporting that he's been just trying to like get into production yeah. for it. This is literally the beginning. And so, so much can change. Yeah. So much. We've already had two trailers. I was like, going to say, is it a bit early for this second is, trailer? Like, it's quite early. So I don't want the hype train. So we've seen so many games yeah. fall foul of internet hype recently. And I'm slightly worried that Death Stranding could go down that yeah. route. I think he knows what he's doing. I think part of it is, like, you know, maybe it's pressure from Sony. I don't know. Because I'm sure they've thrown a shit ton of money yeah, at it. Yeah, there is that, I suppose. Um, and... You know, this may even be a PS5 launch game. Yeah. Or PS whatever it might be. If you're talking about that kind of time frame. Yeah. Because, like, if you look at the the sort of facial rendering was just out of this Mads Mikkelsen looked incredible. Mads Mikkelsen just looked exactly like Mads Mikkelsen, which was Although, as Gav pointed out, he looked exactly like Mads Mikkelsen in Doctor Strange. Yeah. Which he he kind of did, to be fair. (laughs) Is that a bad thing? Well, no, but I the same like makeup and everything. I've not yeah. seen Doctor Strange. Oh, okay. oh well, yeah. like with the kind of with black the, stuff, yeah, yeah, the yeah. glittery yeah. eyeshadow. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and if, imagine if that ended up like running in engine on PS5. Mm. If that what PS5 games look like, that'd be amazing. What is that noise? I think that's someone digging a hole outside. <laughs> <laughs> they can't hear that at home. Oh well, we've acknowledged it now. Oh, oh and that stops. It's gone. Hey. Right. I think it was Kojima. He's trying to get his <laughs> yeah. 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 Drilling through. Um, I think that's it for uh, the game boards. Um, yep. If you saw it, uh, do let us know what your favourite kind of uh, trailers were. What's the email address, Alicia? It is IGN <laughs> underscore UK. Is that right? IGN yeah. underscore UK, UK feedback, feedback at IGN.com. You totally at, knew. I, I knew you were I just testing me. Yes. And last week she said as if davis.com, which is technically right. That is. I mean, if you did that, the email would totally come through. I'm just, you know, I'm keeping our listeners open, Why giving them options. It? Yeah. Because like, I think nah. uh, any kind of variant of all of the different Sif Davis brands would work. Hmm. So you could do IGN underscore UK feedback at askmen.com. You could actually do that. <laughs> or I'm trying to think of others if Davis brands. And PC <laughs> Mag. Because the audience, are, they're all on the top of the, yes. I, the Ziff Davis brands. So we've got time for a couple of quick pieces of feedback. They are yeah. not numbered. They are not numbered. Sorry, so. I didn't have time and I didn't highlight them either. So. <laughs> no time for numbers. Sorry. So who's, shall I go? Yeah, I'll go first. Okay. This is from Jonathan Friend. Hi, guys. First off, I've got a suggestion for the name of the podcast. Love bites. With bites spelt like megabytes. Bites. I'm not doing anything on a podcast called that. <laughs> Fair enough. Not unless I was like 14. <laughs> anyway, regarding last week's discussion regarding remasters and remakes, I think that they're a great thing. And my two favourite games growing up were Grim Fandango and Half Life. So yeah, I think remakes, remasters can be great when they're done for the right reasons. Yes. Sorry, he did divulge on Grim Fandango and Half Life, but yeah. for the sake of brevity, I'm yeah. just going to go on there. But what remastered games do you think were not needed to be made? Ah. Uh, I wish somebody had given me some time to prep and answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why, why don't we remaster this question in next week's podcast? Um, I'm sure there's ones on the, the tip of our tongue. I just, yeah, oh, we sh- I'm probably should have prepped for these. I'm going to Google like, remastered games. Wait, what? <laughs> they want your opinion. No, no, just so I can like remember which ones have been remastered and then therefore which were terrible. Things like... What about uh, Batman? 
They did they recently, didn't they? They returned to Arkham. Yeah, wasn't that just a collection though? Or were they actually I'd, Yeah, I'd, maybe they were I think they were upscale. No, though. they were right. they, 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 that was like an upscale. Yeah, it just yeah, felt like so. anything that feels like it's only been a couple of years since that game's been yeah. out. It feels I like think silly. Like, um some of the stuff that appeared on last gen systems. No, even before that. So uh Shadow of the Colossus and Trico yeah. HD. Um they weren't very good yeah. for two reasons. Firstly, they didn't do a proper job of the remastering. It was basically, they upscaled the resolution, but they didn't do anything with the textures. Right, so it I still looked, it looked rubbish. Really flat, yeah. And then also, mechanically, those games were of their time. Mm. Uh, and I, I love Shadow of the Colossus. And then I did the first kind of beast in the remake. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to leave that back where it was. Yeah, was it really clunky to control? Yeah. Yeah, I'd never played those games, but I got the impression. Yeah. They, whereas you've got like the Resident Evil remake, where over time they've adapted the controls to yeah, make yeah, it more. Yeah. It's still is not perfect, but it's, it's, it's a damn sight. But like, I tried yeah. to play the H because it was on PS Plus, so I tried to play it with the original controls, and it's so hard. Yeah, like half the game there is not like you know struggling with um, ammo or anything like that. It's actually just trying to turn your character to point and face in the right but, direction. But when I I remember originally playing, I played that game a lot back in the day, and it was never felt like an issue. But now we're so acclimatized to the control methods of this day and age yeah. that going back is really hard. Yeah, same with Bioshock actually. When we played, uh, so I. I was on board for them being remastered, but then I look at like Bioshock Infinite, and I get it, they wanted to do it as a collection, but Infinite was only a few, like, what was it, three or four years ago? Yeah. Like that. And that was, it felt like an unnecessary remaster. Don't need it. No. Yeah. It's, it's basically designed for people who have not played those games. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Which is, yeah, when you don't necessarily have backwards compatibility, mm. bringing it into the next console generation is fair. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, Jonathan Friend. That wasn't the greatest answer, but it was, it was something, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, Kath Holmes uh, has written in saying, she listens to our show when she goes to the gym, uh, but there are some wrists involved almost falling off the equipment from laughing. Oh, no. <laughs> on Gav's podcast says his dark humour is epic. Uh, anyway, uh, what do you guys listen to when you need to motivate yourself? Is it music, a podcast, video game soundtracks? Music. I always used to, when I was is editing. There a particular song? Uh, I used to listen to a lot of Sigur Ross when I was editing right. because it's very backgroundy and not distracting. Right. And so I could do work, I could do editing or graphics or whatever I'm doing and have this nice like relaxing music on in the background that's very much put me in the mood yeah. for certain things, certain styles. That's the only thing I can think of. Really? Yeah. What about yourself? Uh, lately, um, quite a lot of hip hop. Really? Didn't have you down as a hip hop head? I do like hip hop. Um, after I watched uh, Straight Out of Compton. That's a great film. It's a great film. Yeah. But that's it's a great album as well. Yeah. Like, listening to that, like that was my track that I'd listened to going from out the station to the office every day. It's like right to motivate you for what? Just the battle of getting into <laughs> yeah, the, office and, the commute, and fighting <laughs> you lot when I got in. <laughs> put him up, put him up. Um, mine's like. A constant, ever-changing list of Spotify songs that I listen to death and then move on like termites burrowing through the streaming That's part of my issue is that I've not bought any new music for such a long time and I could just use Spotify. That's part of getting older, But I just end up listening to the same Same stuff. Also because there's not that that. much room on my phone. See, that's... Yeah, Spotify has been amazing for that. Mm. I'm just having like and you just have the favourite system and go straight through there is one song that I always go back to if I listen to Kim Churchill Window to the Sky it's like this really beautiful acoustic song and you cannot not listen to it and smile and so many times I've been like remember once I thought I was completely alone on this train and I was listening to it and I looked around and there was definitely no one in the carriage I was like great so I like properly belted out like window to the sky I'm talking like belted like louder than you would sing in the shower because when you sing in the shower there could still people be in the house there could still be like someone listening so you're like still a little bit quiet belted it out got into Southampton no completely sober going to visit my friend in Southampton and like got up at like Southampton to get off was just like oh yeah this is great and this man was just at the other end of the carriage basically pressed into the wall like who is this man so you had your headphones on while you're singing as well so that makes you even louder absolutely but I mean it's such a great song I feel like it was completely valid wow embarrassing and then security dragged me off the platform oh nice one last piece of feedback. Uh, this is from Joshua Piggott-Smith, who says, Hi guys, long time listener and love the show. 
Uh, I'd love to hear your opinion on the most annoying, predictable plot tropes in film and TV. My least favourite, and now every time I see it, it drives me crazy, is the classic plucky detective who has an idea of a, su- a suspect. So instead of filling out all the relevant paperwork, assembling a team, and even texting their significant other to say they'll be late for dinner, they stroll headfirst into the killer's house, armed with nothing, and basically say, I know you're the bad guy, then 10 seconds later, they're dead. So what are your most hated tropes? Oh. I wish we'd had time to prepare. <laughs> uh, something that, about TV shows that annoys me, it's not necessarily a plot trope, is when characters say other characters' names always. Like Lost, I love Lost, but they used to do it all the time. They'd be like, Jack, what are you doing? Oh, nothing, Kate. Don't worry about it. Okay, Jack. What do you mean, Dale? <laughs> exactly that. <laughs> but it'd really annoy me after a while. It's like no one talks like that in real life. You don't constantly yeah. say people's, yeah, names. people's names. And that has always bugged me in TV shows. Oh, I've never noticed that. I'm going to look You're out gonna for that now. You're going to notice it now. I'm now I'm going to realise yeah. all the time. I'm trying to think of any, like, in the shows that I'm watching right now. So Westworld. I can't think of any. The problem with that show is there are no likeable characters. Mm. Well, we'll get onto that on another podcast. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's, I know it's a ridiculous thing to say, but there's a, for me, there's a part of it that I just don't believe. Like, that wouldn't have happened. Yeah. But again, we'll talk about that at a different time. Mm. Walking Dead, it's just got so boring. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. The last episode, just... the biggest trait is like, Make 45 minutes interesting. Don't make it a chore to get through. Have you yeah. seen the latest episode? Uh, no, I mean, I, I watched the first it's episode. It's time to pull the, the plug on Walking oh, Dead. God. I did it about a season and a half ago and I feel so much better for it. Right. Well, just, just give in. I kind of want to see where it's going, but after the, the, the most recent episodes, I'm like... It's going nowhere. It's just going to tread water as long as it can. That's the problem. It's really... Have you watched any of this season? I watched the first episode, but I've not watched since. Right. It's just weird because then the second episode is not related to Oh, that. wait, no, I did. I watched the second with the episode with the tiger. tiger. Yeah. That's not that's even when been I referenced since. That's when I stopped. It's like, okay. <laughs> right. So it's, yeah, I mean, yeah. admittedly, that is taken from the comics. I think that's been like... But like, it's, it's all over the place. No, it absolutely. It literally is all over the place. I mean... Mm. So that's my biggest That's less a, tr- hate about. a trope, but know, more of bad, an issue bad with... television making. With yeah. writing. Yes. No. I completely agree with the, the point that Josh has raised, though. There are so many times when I watch a movie or a TV series where someone goes rogue and kind of says, I'm going to take down this person. It's like, tell someone, you've just uncovered this massive twist. And then the rest of the series or the film is about trying to prove that this person's the bad guy. And like, like, like other people uncover it. And it's like, well, we established this in the first episode. This could have been solved so quickly if you'd have just told your boss that Mm. you found the killer. But no, no, no. you had to be a maverick. Fair point, Josh. Hmm. Yes, uh, I think that's it for this week's podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, please do keep your uh, emails coming into. What's the email address, Dale? Igen underscore UK feedback at igen.com. Askmen.com, yes. Yeah, askmen.com, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, uh, thanks, and we will be back same time next week. Until then, bye-bye. Bye. bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.